Swamiji, how can one develop sweetness in oneself? You know, the reason people are so hard in this world is that they're always ready for attack. They expect to be attacked mainly because they themselves are ready to attack. When, when you're steeled for battle, <laughs> it's not possible to be sweet and soft and kind. But when you love God, and when you see God in others and don't want to hurt anybody, you naturally become soft. I remember when a group of us disciples of Master met Ananda Mohima, who was a great saint, woman saint in India. She said, they're so soft. That is what develops on the spiritual path. When you love God, you know that he'll take care of you. You know that whatever happens, if you die, if people punish you or persecute you, it doesn't matter. It's all God. I had a dream a few weeks ago that I was enemies of mine were burning me at the stake. And this is the sort of thing that people would be horrified at. But I was perfectly willing to accept it. And in the dream, as can happen, they were sitting at a banquet table nearby, laughing and joking and drinking together and so on. I didn't, I didn't care. I accepted it. Then, as the flames were coming up, friends of mine came and saved me. I was indifferent. If they want to save me, fine. If I want, if I'm to burn, I thought, well, the pain will be temporary, and I won't have a body anymore, and I'll be free from the pain. So it didn't matter. When you have that attitude, then you're not tense to uh, be ready for attack. You don't have to defend yourself. There's nothing there to defend. So the less, let's put it this way, the less you have of ego consciousness, the less you feel that you need to defend. I had an interesting experience some years ago. I was invited to a conference on the other side of America in the state of Virginia. And uh, several famous people, speakers and so on, were invited. And uh, I'm somewhat known, but I'm not on the circuit. I don't go talking around the country. And so they, I was less known. Peter Caddy from Finhorn and other fairly well-known people were there. And I invited them all out to dinner. Well, I was at the table. I was paying for the meal. They were all talking to each other and ignoring me. I was the only one. It was, the whole conference was about how to start communities. The man who found, said it wanted to start a community never did. I was the only one, you can say, who knew what he was talking about. And uh, they were ignoring me. I thought this is absolutely wonderful to be totally unimportant. <laughs> it's a freeing feeling. <laughs> so if people insult you, if people don't accept your, your worth, of, which of course I do have, at least I've started a successful community, then you feel happy in yourself. There's so much freedom from that. There's no tension, why, why, no tension of protecting something that to you just isn't there. People want to insult you, thank them. They, they at least are trying to help you. <laughs> Swami, that sounds like an advanced level of self-confidence or self... Uh... Well, it's, you have self-confidence because there's no self to be confident of. Uh -huh. You're the true self, which is the self of everybody. You're not this little self that's is separate from yourself and has to defend itself when yourself attacks this self. Hmm. 
You're in both zones, it doesn't matter. It also sounds like an advanced degree of being centered in the self so, yeah. and content there. Yeah. So without needing anything from anyone or anything. And when you have that, then you think in terms of what you can give to others. You don't think in terms of what you're getting. When I've lectured from the age of 22, I didn't want to lecture, but my guru put me in that position. He said, you told me you'd better learn to like it. It's what you'll have to do. But I've never been nervous. And the reason was basically, I mean, I've made the joke of it that uh, I felt that if they thought I was a fool, I'm probably a fool anyway, it didn't matter. But the truth of it is that I'm much more interested in what I'm giving to people than in what I get back in terms of their opinion of me. I'm not, I don't think about their opinion. I think in terms of what I know is true, which I'm willing to share with them. So if you make teaching, for example, and this, ex this is the example I've given, if you make teaching a matter of sharing, not of uh, talking to people, telling people, then it's, it's, uh, there's no nervousness there. Mm. Swamiji, for people who are trying to develop that kind of centeredness where you're not nervous in anything you have to do, you're not wanting anything, you're only thinking of giving, how can people achieve that? Well, I think I've said how they can achieve it by getting those attitudes. By thinking in terms of giving, uh, instead of getting. Don't worry about what other people like of what you've said. Don't worry whether they like it at all. But if they're willing to listen, tell them. And if they aren't willing, then be happy enough in yourself. You don't have to, they don't owe it to you to listen to you. And so if they don't like it, fine. Swami, why would your guru have asked you to lecture? I think probably because in past lives, I had many doubts. He said you were eaten up with doubts. I don't have doubts in this lifetime, but I think it's a way of helping me to completely overcome those doubts. It's a burden, I, it's a debt that I have to other people to help them overcome their doubts. And that's what I want to share with people. When I come upon an explanation that is crystal clear, I'm delighted. I'm just as delighted as other people would be on having a wonderful banquet to go to. I thought, for example, of a sheet of ice. You can't break through the whole sheet of ice at once, but you can drill at one point. That's a beautiful example. We need to know ourselves. We, can't, we don't need to worry about understanding the world, reading all the books we can read, understanding other people. All we need to know is drill at this one point of ego. When you've gotten to your own center, then you've broken through the ice and gotten into the water underneath, the water of truth. So that's a wonderful example. And uh, this sort of thing to me is food. So the purpose of all that we go through, through this evolution and, and becoming centered, etc., is to get into that consciousness that pervades the universe that created. Ultimately, that's the purpose of it. The goal of life is to, be, is to find out who we are. And who we are, we're a part of that infinite. And when we can realize 
that that is who we are, not this little body, we find the fulfillment that the body alone could never give us. So this whole world is a school and all the incarnations are yeah. classes yeah. in that school. And it's not enough even to want to go to heaven. Heaven, when Jesus used the words, he didn't mean that heaven. He meant infinite consciousness. Swami, hmm. hmm. just a curiosity about the lecturing. Did you find it difficult in the beginning to lecture? No, I didn't. I, uh, I, I have to admit that for the first seven years, I didn't really take it seriously. I just thought that it was my bad karma that I would have to lecture. Other people could be back home meditating and here I had to be out talking about these things. Then gradually I found over a period of time that what I had said saved somebody from suicide. And something else I had said made a believer of somebody who had been an atheist. And I began to see that there is worth in it. And uh, so then I began to take it seriously, and I tried to prepare my talks, but on certain occasions I didn't have time to prepare them. And uh, people, more people than usual, thanked me for my lecture. <laughs> and I thought, well, if I don't need to prepare, then why bother? <laughs> so since then I've never prepared. And uh, I find that God does tell me what to say. And how do you experience that? You just, sometimes you say, I don't know the answer to a question, and then the answer it has, comes? It does happen sometimes. I say, I don't know, and suddenly in, in giving up that effort to reach for the answer and relaxing, then suddenly the answer is there. So by com being completely relaxed in myself, by not being nervous, it amazes me when people read their lectures. Mm -hmm. it, it, I think of lecturing as talking to people. And uh, in that way, you don't come to a tea party with a list of things that you're going to say. It comes spontaneously. So I think when you're relaxed, it, it comes more easily. Swami, can you feel people's thoughts when you're speaking to them? For a long time, when I, you, when I was giving classes and so on, I would meditate in a room near where people were coming, and I would try to tune into their consciousness as they were entering the hall. And I'd ask myself, I'd try to understand what they needed, so I didn't, I didn't get up and tell them what I wanted to say, but what they wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always try to lecture in that way, that not, I mean, if they say, um, if they want to hear something is wrong, I don't tell them that, but that which will help this person. I pray to be guided to understand what will help him. Do you have to adjust your talk then to the level of your uh, audience? Yes. yes, I do. There was one talk, the most difficult I ever had to give. It was to a school, and there were very skeptical students, and there were also devotees. And to talk to both groups at once, was very difficult, but uh, I try to reach them where they are, and uh, that's another reason why I enjoy questions and answer sessions like this, because I can tune into the question itself. But when I have to lecture to a crowd, I know one time in Vancouver, 
there were about a thousand people there and somebody very uh, egotistical was saying, is this just going to be a monologue? And I said, I'm sorry, but we can't talk like that because there are too many people here. What you ask may not be pertinent to what they want to hear. So I have to try to tune into your consciousness, but I try to do that. And uh, it was very well received too, because although it was another country, different culture in a way, nonetheless, it tuned into them. You have lectured in so many countries, Swamiji. I have, yeah. And fortunately, I know a lot of languages, and so I can lecture in several languages too, and that helps. But uh, the main thing is to have respect for people. I don't talk down to anybody. I've never tried to teach people. I've tried to share what I know.